Hey guys, as soon as you're done with this show, check out my guys Jamie and Eli on Just Two Fans Podcast. Just Two Fans, what are they fans of? Mm, every sport under the sun. Listen to this show, you're going to love it. You're going to find out their thoughts on pretty much every sport under the sun. And what beer are they drinking this week? I don't know, you're going to have to listen to find out. Could be a good beer, could be a eh beer. But it's beer, so it's all good, baby. We love our cans, you know how it goes. Check out Jamie and Eli on Just Two Fans Podcast. Right now on all the platforms, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, they're everywhere. Subscribe, check them out, follow the show. Best boxing podcast in the world. In a living hell, though not guilty, I'm still in jail. Brother, I serve my time like a soldier, maintain composure. My shadow boxing, a fight to the death, busting boulders. Every boxer with a bad gloves, best give up love. Here's a man from the makings of a thug, a lethal weapon, my sharp. And in my heart, there's a wish to shake the bread with the flurry of my black fish. Now, once a high school dropout, now I'm the million dollar champ who's the next to get knocked out. Straight out of Brooklyn. What's going on, everybody? Another episode of Cheap Seeds Box Show. Angelo here. Going solo. JP, I'm pretty sure is going to do another show. So, check both of ours out. Do like I said. Go check out Just Two Fans Podcast. Everybody, you know how we do it. First things first, follow us on Twitter, at Cheap Seats Box, iTunes, rate, review, you'll be next unofficial sponsor. Now that we have official ones, you'll be unofficial. Uh, officially unofficial. Follow us on all the platforms, Spotify, all that good shit. You know, iTunes, everywhere. Um, help us become more noticeable. Remember, they dropped us down. We are working our way back up, people. Thank you for all the people. I hope you guys enjoyed. Last week, there was a lot of uh, a lot of people retweeting and everything. I appreciate you guys. If you guys haven't, go to Amazon, search Heroes and Jerks, our guest from last week. Ed Daly, his book, check it out, buy it, rate it on Amazon, review it. Help him out. I appreciate everybody and anybody who's done that already. Thank you. All right. Last week, I had to, by the way, I had to do a show. I had to do a show because my boy Jose Ramirez was fighting. Actually, the first, to me, really good fight that was worth breaking down going into the fight. Something good happened last week when Dillian White got knocked out by Alexander Povetkin. Now, Dillian White is a guy who is polarizing uh, by fans because they either overrate him or underrate him. Uh, the ones who hate him say he's not that good. The ones who love him say he's better than he actually is. Truth is, it's somewhere in the middle. We know that. That's usually how it goes. It lies somewhere in the middle. He has a he has a pretty good resume of guys he's beat. Uh, one of the best ones in the heavyweight division, actually. Uh, if you go by the people he's beat. Because to me, resume isn't just who you fought. That's just quality of competition, of opposition. That is not the same as resume. Resume is what have you accomplished. Who have you beaten? You know, when you put a resume in for a job, you don't put the jobs in that you got fired from. You put the jobs in that you did well, that you got promotions, all that good stuff. So I think people really confuse those things in, in, when we're talking about, you know, fighters' resumes. Uh, they confuse the two. Uh, but he has a good resume. He has a good quality of people that he's beaten. Um Probably top, he's definitely top five when it comes to that. Probably top three when it comes to that. But it didn't go well on Saturday. 
seemingly in control of the fight. It looks like it's, he's already knocked down Povetkin a couple of times. It looks like it's just a matter of time before he stops it. So everybody's just anticipating what is he going to do, so who do we want next? Does he deserve a, a, a Fury fight? Does he finally deserve to get his mandatory fight at the WBC? But what happens? The wily veteran and Povetkin, who has had a pretty decent body attack, faints to the body, moves to his left, and gives him a short left uppercut. That pretty much ends the night. Now, if Dillian White thought he was a avoided fighter before that, he's really going to be avoided, but for the wrong reasons now. Uh, the only problem is <laughs> with Povetkin winning this fight, and I know they're probably going to run it back, but with him winning this fight, like, do you really want to see him versus Fury? Would you, would you really want him against a Wilder if... Fury drops the belt. I wouldn't. Uh, not the best thing, you know. The, the white fight was definitely a, a better option if Fury ended up taking that mandatory, or if he dropped the belt to go fight Joshua to fight, you know, a guy like Deontay Wilder. That's a much more appetizing fight than Alexander Povetkin. But it is what it is. Povetkin deserved it. He did what he had to do, even at, what, 41 years old. He still got enough in the tank, and I bet you Dillian White, I know he thought he was getting away with one, but I, no testing? Maybe you should have did some testing, buddy, because the only time, the time I've seen this happen with Povetkin was in Russia. He was clearly behind losing to Carlos Takam and pretty much caught Takam and knocked him out, I think in the 10th or 11th round, I forget what it was, in their fight, and... I should have tested there too, but it was Russia. What are you going to do? Uh, a couple other things last week. Sean Porter returned uh, in his eliminator against guy I'll never remember. And why? Why remember him? Because he's not, he was nobody, never will be anybody. Uh, it, it's whatever. Um, Sean Porter is Sean Porter when it comes to fights like this. He's way better than these mid-level guys or even below that level and maybe a shade under the top guys at the Walter Waite division. Either way, I'm a fan of Sean Porter. I love what he does. I love I, I, I love his his attitude to fight anybody, uh, to always come forward, to put pressure, put not just physical but mental pressure on people. I'm a, I'm a Sean Porter fan. Um, I don't think he's as skilled as people try to make like he's growing. I don't really see him growing that much as a fighter. I just think that he has honed what he does to the absolute peak of what he can actually accomplish. Um, I don't, I'm not really big on him being in line for a shot at Spence's belt again. Um, It's going to be hard to consolidate those belts. You know, Spence's plan of fighting, who is it, Garcia, which I'll, we'll get into that whenever that fight, when that fight does happen. Manny, which he's not going to get. And then Terrence Crawford for all the belts. He may not have all the belts if Sean Porter is the IBF mandatory because we know how the IBF is. Um, but we'll see. We will see. Um, this week, we got some fights. Eh. Oh, you know what happened last? You know what the the one I want to talk about real quick was 
Joe Smith beating Alita Alvarez. Um, kind of shocking, yet it really shouldn't be. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, most people thought going into that fight, well, Alvarez is probably going to win this fight. He's a more skilled fighter, more well-rounded fighter than than Joe Smith. Um, but I tell you what, it was actually there for us all the time because if there's one fighter who's not going to be affected by the pandemic and the inactivity and the ability, you know, the ability not to have all the training facilities at your beck and call, it's a fighter like Joe Smith who is a part-time fighter anyway. So to him, this is just par for the course. Where these other guys who, who hopefully live in the gym or spend a lot of time in the gym, um, it is, this is a whole, this thing's, whole thing's been a change to them. So I think the writing was on the wall and he just put so much pressure and I think he just wore him down literally from constant pressure. Now, of course, you, you got to have a little pop to go with that and everything, but give Joe Smith credit. He has some nice wins on, on his on his resume, man. He's got some nice wins. Um, he had a couple setbacks, but you got to give him credit, man. The motherfucker comes to fight. He's actually almost always in entertaining fights. Um, so we'll see what's next. But Terbiev, eh, hopefully not. Um, we'll see. Uh, Gavajdik is what, retired now? Um, we'll see how long that lasts. I don't know. I really don't know. A Sullivan Barrera rematch? Hmm, I don't know. We shall see. All right, this week we got um, got a few fights. There's only Laura versus some guy. I don't know who he is. Uh, what 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 is his name? Vendetti. Some some shit. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's for a WBA regular belt because well that's what happens. You know, PBC fights. Almost every card there's a WBC or WBA. Sorry, regular or some version of a belt like that in. And really what it is, is when there's a WBA regular title on the line, it really is just a showcase fight to hand somebody a belt to get them in line possibly for the real champion in the WBA. I really don't know. Um, unless Laura has aged overnight, it should be a pretty easy win for him. I just don't – I don't see how it can't be. Um, Laura is – he's definitely a skilled fighter, tough fighter all the time. And as he's getting older and he has to plant his feet more, you realize that he has more pipe, more pop in his punches than than uh, he's given credit for. And, you know, he damn near kept, kept hurt off him for the whole fucking fight until the end. Uh, had that fight. That fight was close going into the 12th round. Um and then we know, you know, him and Angulo, you know, the fight that he was probably losing against Angulo, and he just busts Angulo's eye. Um, so he's got pop. And as he's getting old, he's going to sit down more on his punches and keep people more honest. I don't know if I'll stop this guy, but he might. Actually, I'll say he's going to stop him in nine rounds. Um, just he has that ability when he wants to, to turn on a little bit of power. 
and he can wear you down um, if he wants to. It all depends on what Arizlani Laura shows up. Um, so that will be, I wouldn't say interesting, but, you know, something to keep an eye on. Uh, to me, the only fight worth really breaking down is Jose Ramirez, Victor Postal, and I don't even know which title of, I guess it's for both of his titles, but I don't know what the man, this mandatory is from. It, the WBC, I think. I think it is, but I'm not positive. Um, this fight obviously has been a long time in the making. It has fallen through a couple times because of the pandemic and because of other issues. Um, but this, this can be a really telling fight only because of the connection between Josh Taylor and Victor Postal. Um, because we know Taylor had a a really good showing against uh, Postal. And if Ramirez can go in there and kind of build what he's build off what he did against Maurice Hooker and go in there and take out a Victor Postal, who is a tough fighter, and say like five rounds, it's a statement. Will that happen? I don't know. I don't know. You know, we don't know how the pandemic has actually affected a guy like Ramirez. We know that his style is, I'm going to come at you. I'm going to fucking overwhelm you. And it seems like as the competition goes up, his level of of a fight goes up. Like what he brings goes up. And I like that in fights. I like guys who step up and and actually show better against good competition, you know. A lot of times we see these guys who blow through the the shitty competition and then struggle and maybe beat better competition but have to struggle through it where you, I love guys who actually step up to that challenge and even show better against good opponents, um, and like a, like a Maurice Hooker and 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 just overwhelm him and and stop them, knock him out, um, like Ramirez did. So that's what this is going to show. This 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 whole fight, unless he has a huge letdown, is just a building block towards the Taylor total unification at one forty. And then people will be comparing. How did Ramirez do versus how Taylor did? And look, Postal's not that old of a fighter. So is he is he past it? Yes. Is he any that much more past it than he was when he against Taylor? Probably not. Um the one thing about this fight that really could be interesting to watch is Postal being trained by Freddie Roach, who used to train Jose Ramirez, that's an angle people haven't really been talking about as much. But Freddie knows this guy. Freddie knows what Ramirez does. He knows how. So he should be able to build a plan that Postal can execute to make this fight tougher for Jose Ramirez. I don't know how much difference that's going to make, but it could be interesting, especially if they get into deep waters in the late rounds. And this is a close fight. That, you know, now you're talking about something that can really come into play. 
not where I see the fight going. I see Ramirez stopping him in, I'm going to say eight rounds. But I would not be shocked at all. This one goes 12. Postal is a good fighter who is pretty damn tough. Who knows how to use his jab to stay away if he, if need be. But I think Ramirez has too much. I think he has a lot. To, he still has a lot to prove. People still doubt him. People were like, oh, he should have got it in the World Boxing Super Series. Well, he kind of he kind of was. Yeah, look, if he got in, he probably would have been number one because he was the, the probably the best champion going in to that tournament if he would have went in, which means Taylor, Prograde, or two and three, they fight in the semifinals. The winner of that would have fought Ramirez in the finals. If, if Maurice Hooker was in there, he probably would have been four. And then he would, so the, he knocked out Hooker. He's probably going to end up fighting Taylor. He wasn't, but he was in a way that there's really not anything else that we were going to know from Jose Ramirez that we're not going to find out anyway. And he did it by making a lot more money, getting paid off of that DAZN money for the Hooker fight. A guy who has a lot of confidence in his ability and in, now in his power. And obviously in his relentlessness. And a guy like Robert Garcia is the perfect trainer to bring that out in him. And now what are they? I think now they're in their third fight together. Third or fourth fight. So now they're, they should be in a groove. And I think you're going to see that pay off for him. Uh, I think you're going to see him. I think you're going to see more aspects uh, of, of his abilities brought out in this fight. And I think it could. this will help build to a really fun and exciting total unification at 140 against Josh Taylor. Um, so that's it. I got Ramirez, TKO 8. I think I said Laura 9. There's Lenny Laura, TKO 9. Uh, let's hope so because well, these fights could drag out and be, not be so fun. But I'm actually looking forward to this fight. I'm, a, I'm definitely watching the Jose Ramirez start to finish. I'll probably watch pieces of Landy Lara because now there is some interest drumming up. Big fights are getting closer. So now we're going to see, I think, uh, some interest in these matchups increase. You should see it. I think you're going to see a little bit of a ratings boost. Either way, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck who watches the fights. I don't care how many people watch the fights. If I'm interested in it, I don't give a shit if if anybody else is. And I don't care how many if 8 million people watch and I didn't because it didn't interest me. Either way, it does it doesn't add or take away from my experience in watching the fights. Um Adrian Broner back in the news. I think JP's going to hit on that. I think he's also going to hit on the pandemic and how it's revealing certain things about certain fighters. Um, be sure to check his out. His out, his will be out, uh, later. Uh, but you should get two shows from us by the weekend. Trying to make up for lost time. Plan is we will, we were supposed to be back this week together. Plans changed for me. I couldn't do it. Our plan is to be back next week together. So we appreciate everybody always sticking through us. Do us a favor. Leave us a rate and review on iTunes, on every platform. Hit me up. Show me you did it because sometimes I don't see it. 
I will absolutely shout you guys out. Anybody else, I always shout you out because I appreciate those who make the effort to help us out in any way that they can. I don't ask for money. I ask for that. Maybe some retweets and likes on, on when I post this up on Twitter. Follow us there at Cheap Seats Box. Subscribe on all the platforms. Seriously, like if you have all the platforms, if you have an iPhone and an Android tablet and whatever, Spotify, Google, iTunes, I don't give a shit. So everywhere, Amazon, everywhere. Just subscribe. Help us out. Thank you. I'll be hitting you guys up next week. And remember, this is where the fighters fight and the fans commentate. And you know we do it just like that from the cheap seats because we ain't buying no tickets, goddammit. Peace. Call me crazy, but no one can fake me. I'm